What a beauty! G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I am Lec Dog and I'm joined by two of the best in the business. The first is a man wearing either a very nice blanket or a snuggie. It's hard to tell. Patch, how are you? I'm warm, Lec Dog. I am warm. Um, warm is good. Yeah. Oh, it's good at this time of year. In this economy, I'll take warm. Uh, I will take warm. How are you, my beautiful, beautiful friend? Alive and well, asterisk, alive. Now, Damo, also on the pod, another beautiful human, WA life. How's it treating you, beautiful? Yeah, it's all right. It's almost as cold as Melbourne over here at the moment. I find that very hard to believe. Damo is also wearing something that's impressive, potentially more impressive than than what I'm wearing, being a blanket. Damo, do you want to enlighten the community uh, who are listening to this on an audio platform as to what your visual appearance uh, entails this evening? I'm wearing the Fast Freddy shirt from the Carlton Draft website. So it's Michael Frederick with flames coming with f- flames under his feet. Because he's very fast. Oh. I get it now. Yeah, there we go. Now we're cooking with gas. It's very good. Very, very good. Well, today's podcast, gentlemen, is once again brought to you by Manscaped. Shout out to everyone who is signing up for Manscaped using code hashtag jock, uh, not hashtag jock, code jock, J-O-C-K, because it's getting them on board uh, and keeping them on board, which is really good because it means we can do things like party, uh, have a website, drink alcohol, all those things are great. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Got bush? Me? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. Taking control of your bush is important. These products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free yard. I know Patch is doing that right now on camera. It's a fact that you will have the best-kept nutsack on the cul-de-sac which I believe is in an American term for a court, but it does not rhyme with nutsack. Save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount code JOCK, J-O-C-K, for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Yeah, the boxes they they send us as well, I just, God, they're good. Well, God, like if you want a pair, uh, if you order the performance package, you get two free gifts patch, and this is what they sent us. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a bag to put all your goodies in, and the patented, patented, patented high-performance reducing chafing Manscaped boxes, which you have been loving. Oh, my God, yes. My just – I've never known such comfort in, a, in that general department ever, and it's quite, it's quite good. Quite good. So for anyone listening at home, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use our code J-O-C-K, Jock. It's time to level up from the Amazon to the Amadong. 
<laughs> with the <laughs> ultimate bushwhacking tools from Manscaped, they put the jock in jocks. Let's talk Supercoach, Damo. We're going to start with our good things of the week. And Damo, you're going to go first with your good Supercoach thing of the week. Do I have to? Yes, Damo. Bring some joy to the people at home. Well, I like that Jared Witt scored over 100 again. He, he's, he's had some trouble doing that in recent weeks. Does that correlate with you bringing him into your team at all? I brought him in a few weeks ago, but yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, that's all right. Jared Witt's back in form, 117 on the weekend, uh, averaging 114 for the year. That's that's good. That's a good, good thing. Patch, what's your, what's your good thing? Hello. Um... Hello. Uh, Zach Merritt uh, scoring lots of points uh, is always nice to see. Zach Merritt's scoring points in an Essendon win. Great to see. Um, you know, we've only played the four games this year um, and Merritt scored points in all of them, which exceptional stuff. Um, you know, the rest of the points are all just kind of made up and random number generator um, for the week's Essendon's obviously, you know, on the bye or having practice matches or whatever it is. Uh, but no, it's, it's nice to see him score points in a, in a good actual game of football playing back to back. Um, yeah, good stuff. Well done all around to all involved. I won't be taking further questions at this time. <laughs> My good thing for the week is a guy who over the last few weeks has been the number one ranked AFL ratings player in the comp, and that is Connor Rosie, a player I bought in as a loophole option for like 320 grand or however much it was when I bought him in. Scored 154 on the weekend. This is not what I expected. When I kept Rosie, I've almost traded him out a number of times. 154 points, 24 disposals, four goals. Obviously not something he's going to continue, but over the last sort of six weeks has averaged north of 100, which has been a miraculous win in what is an otherwise uh, disastrous series of pod trades on my behalf. Dare I say it, in this economy, a 156, (laughs) in this economy, in your economy... We love that. Uh, we also love seeing him number one, uh, where he should have been taken ahead of Sam Walsh. All right. Well, you're not on the rest of the podcast. Damo, <laughs> the yin or the yang to the yin, the yin to the yang, we have a good thing. We must have a bad thing. What is your bad thing? I haven't got many trades left, and Toby Nankervis is nursing a potential PCL injury, meaning I may have to use my final trade or trades to uh, get rid of him. But I'm just reading that he's not actually ruled out yet of this weekend. So fingers crossed he can show up and at least be alive on the field for me this weekend. Mm, That's a reasonably bad thing, but hopefully it doesn't end that way. Patch, do you have a a bad thing to talk about? Me. I'm the bad thing this week, Lek Dog, uh, because I forgot how loopholing works, because I'm a silly Billy, aren't I? I, uh, I had Tom Hawkins and Luke Jackson uh, sitting there, and I'm like, oh, Geelong play Melbourne on uh, on the old Thursday night. Guess I can't loop him. Chuck Tom Hawkins on field and then realized, oh, I had Zach Butters sitting on my mid-bench and uh, could have just swung Jackson into the rucks and just looped Hawkins and Butters, but, uh, but no, no, I, I forgot that, and... Tom Hawkins was on the field, Butters was on the bench. Could have scored myself another twenty points, but uh, you know, it's just just that that was the the only 
only negative this week. There are no other negative things at all. No, none that I can think of. Nope. Um, no, moving that's, not a, that's not too bad. That's that's very interesting. I guess my bad thing, I don't want to single out a couple of forwards who scored terribly. Jade Gresham, Josh Dunkley. Um, so I've been loopholing Dacos, Jaden Short, and Patrick Cripps, and I just cannot nail the right ones on field. It's only a couple of points, but I hate that I have to now worry about Patrick Cripps. His 92 was three less than Jaden Short, who's been terrible the last month. And Dacos of the three is the most reliable one, and it really upsets me. And the worrying thing is that Patrick Cripps scored about 45 of those points in the last quarter of that game. So Mm. some alarm bells are ringing there for a man who I never really wanted in my Supercoach team. No, anyway, not ideal, not ideal, but I would that... like to talk, uh, gentlemen. The first thing I'd like to talk about is, is trades. Um, no, I I had... no, no, moving right along. Well, I just wanted to go over like, um, how many trades we should have for the run home no, quickly. No, and no, no, we gonna... no, we don't need to, we don't need to. Well, a guy like Clayton Oliver got, had broke his thumb on the weekend demo. Presumably we're going to have to trade someone like a Clayton Oliver. Well, you think so, but he's a test to play this week, and he reckons he's playing. Fractured thumb, not a broken thumb, which is better. <laughs> They're the which- same thing. They're talk well. Apparently, apparently not, because they're talking about his thumb being fractured, and Ivan Soldo and Peter Adams having broken thumbs. Yeah, the vibes are completely different, Lake Dog. I'm a doctor. The vibes they're right off with broken. Yeah. Fractured, they're fine. So how long with, what do we have, seven weeks left of Supercoach, or is it six? Let's count it. 18, 19, seven. 20, 21, 22, 23. Is that six or seven? Somebody count. Somebody help me. Six. I can't count. Six games left. So how many games would a player have to be missing to warrant a trade? Let's say Oliver's one week. I know they've said he's a test. Daniel Rich was one week last week. I held him, but I was tempted to trade him. Uh, no, one week is a hold if you have cover. Any more than two, and you got to trade him. What if it is two at this point in the season? Sorry, it, two or more, and you, and you, and you trade them. I agree. Two depends on how many trades you've got left. Well, I, I mean, look, for instance, I, I feel a little underprepared. I've got five trades left for the run home, which isn't heaps, but it was enough to make me keep Daniel Rich last week. Damo, I know you've struggled with injuries a bit, so you, you don't have that many left. No, I've only got two left. Potentially only one left if Toby Nankervis doesn't get up. Um it's been a struggle. I got to round 13 and had, and I had double figure trade trades left. And then I've just been hit with injury after injury after injury. And now I'm just, it's just painful. Well, look, injuries, I understand injuries. They force trades. Uh, you know, you can't really help it. It's not like, you know, if, if you were sitting there with like five or four trades in a round, you, you wouldn't make any luxury trades. It's injuries only from this point. You, you reckon, Patch? No comment, Lake Dog. Patch, I'd I'm like... interested. You're a bit cagey, but you did score very well this week. You, was, you scored very well. I did. Well, I added seven points uh, to my team this week. 
Um, oh, yeah. Go on. Did yeah, you loophole so or how did you? Yeah, I, I kind of loopholed. Um, yeah, I loopholed uh, Stephen May and uh, and Jack Sinclair into my side, and uh, and loopholed Jaden Short and Jordan Ridley out of my side. Um, right, because which... Stephen May two points scored two points more than Jaden Short, so that that's yeah, good. Yeah, and... that's but we're chalking it up as a win. Um, and what did you say? How, how Sinclair scored how many more than than uh, Ridley? Sinclair scored one hundred and ten. Uh, which is good. Yes. It's a, it's a good, That's big, really good. sizable, chonky number. Um, and Jordan Ridley scored 103. Interesting. I have follow-up questions, Patch. Mm, yes. Hello. How many trades did you have heading into the round prior to luxury trading two premiums out of your team for two slightly, well, one premium and Stephen May? Four? It was about that. <laughs> the, the, the numbers are it's a bit hazy. Um, think think it was four. Demo, this seems like five. a bold strategy to me, but it did net him seven points. So, Demo, I would ask you: Is fifty percent of your remaining trades worth seven points? Probably not. It would, you'd have to need a significant points boost to be that desperate. Well, hey. or or competing for like the the top the top prize, which patch I'm assuming you're ranked. Second, right now. Yeah, about that. Um, not too far off second. Um, what happened, you big goose idiot? Goose. <laughs> I was mucking around with my trades on a Monday and then was like, okay, I'll reverse them. And then I forgot to actually hit the reverse button. I looked at the big screen. It's like, here's all the 37 changes you made to your team this week. Um, and then closed the tab and then got to Thursday night and uh, opened up the super coach thing and i'm like oh oh i made those trades better reverse that oh it's it's 723 oh um and i couldn't reverse them so <laughs> i just kind of kept them and look look i'm human community we all make mistakes we all goof a little um but also demo said probably not which was not an emphatic no patch you big dumb idiot so i'm chalking this <laughs> up as an absolute win <laughs> you're telling me there's a chance well you're that's good that's good humor for those at home between so, us we have nine trades that's pretty good that's pretty good that's 3 each we've all got 3 on average that's 3 each <laughs> well done uh, demo we've just gained a trade each i love it yes the the lesson out of this is don't be a big old dumb idiot. Don't don't do trades unless you gotta. Let's chat. I guess the thing people are gonna want to we sort of covered it last week that if you've got an excess of trades, got it's like Jaden Short, Patrick Cripps, that ilk of player, the way they're scoring at the moment. Hell, at this stage, I'll throw Jack McRae in there. If you've got a bulk of trades and you want to trade, do it. Just do it. Go on, Patrick. Hello. What if you don't have a bulk of trades? Can you still do it? No, don't do it. In that instance, Patch, you would not do it. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a look at some some players that can bring you home. If you want to move a Crips or a, or a Short, we're going to look at some players that can help you get some wins in finals and or increase your rank. The first one, gentlemen, I want to just touch on is Callum Mills, who's bounced back with a 138 on the weekend. 
and his score, uh, his price dro- actually dro- dropped by 15K. So 575K, less than 20% of teams. He's a very intriguing and attractive choice if you're looking for someone in the mid that's not in every single team. Well, Damo, you've got him. What do you think? He's been frustrating to own, but when he goes big, he goes big. And he seems to rack up points through things that aren't disposals. So he will tackle, he will mark, he will... He does lots of pressure acts. He, I think he, I think he had a hit out in, in in the game on the weekend, or or the game before that, or something. And it was just he finds ways to get to get points. And I feel like he hasn't had much a score or many scores, but lower than eighty five, which is a pretty good floor. Oh yeah, look, he's he's a beast of a player. I think he's I think he's a really reasonable option. Um, I'm going to throw another name out there, guys. I, just, I want to stick in the midfield for the moment. And this is a guy that I've actually seen people trading out. Uh, but I think for the run home, Scott Pendlebury is actually a, a pretty reasonable option. I think they've got a pretty mm, relatively easy run. Adelaide, Essendon, Port Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, Carlton. Averages 111, 115, 104, 104, 102, 118 against them historically. Had a 110 on the weekend, 71 last week, 130 the week before. I know people are trading him out, but I actually like him as a little cheapy 468k option to bring in. If you can loop him off the bench, I would bring him in, but he really only scores his points when he's injected into the Collingwood midfield when they need a boost. And against North Melbourne, North Melbourne's mids were getting on top of Collingwood's midfield brigade and they had to send Pendlebury in to sort of swing the game. And who knows if they're going to need that swing against these potentially easier teams. We would have said North Melbourne was an easier team, but we saw how that game went went, went on the weekend. Yeah, look, I think there's definitely some extenuating circumstances in terms of like he's not an absolute lock, but if you're competent at loopholing, unlike me, I, I certainly one that I, I like the look of. Uh, well, speaking of that North Melbourne game, there's one real big pod who's been doing real nice for North Melbourne. Uh, LDU Luke Davies Uniac, who was averaging 120 over his last three, 121 over his last five, those last five games being 109, 138, 88, 124, 149, and is really stepping up in that midfield. He had a pretty bog average start to the year um, outside the 125 in round one. Um, now missed a game or two in there as well. Um, is he someone you guys uh, have any interest in at, at uh, 567k probably a little pricey for me this year but is is the exact time type of guy who will start in my side next year and burn me shout out to rick grimes on the website in the comments who actually said that uh ldu seems to be tracking for a 2023 breakout heard it here first a Mm. little while ago yeah, in 956 teams, too, for those of you who love a pod. Speaking of pod, similar amount of sides. And Let Dog, you like this player very, very much. Um, he kicked the match-winning goal on the weekend. It is 520K, oh. very cheap, 132, 154 in his last two games. 
Noah Goterson or Noah Anderson from the Gold Coast Suns. Damo, Lake Dog obviously loves him. What do you think of uh, the up-and-coming mid? I, th- I don't know if I said this when he was drafted, but I actually rated Noah Anderson higher than Matt Rowell in his draft year. And we're just sort of seeing that his outside game is becoming more impactful in his, what, third year. And now he's a really, really good option. And he's becoming – well, he, he he was a match winner for Gold Coast on the weekend, obviously, but he's becoming a match winner for them just in games. He's, he's becoming that player, that, the full package that they sort of needed. Agreed. On, <laughs> I agree. I felt the same way when they were drafted. I thought no Anderson would be the better super coach option for us uh, and the better player in real life. Matt Rowe will have his day because his contested numbers are unmatched uh, for a guy his age, but no Anderson is just so goddamn good. Am I yeah. trading him into my team? Uh, probably not. Uh, probably not. Stra- you'd be pretty strapped with cash to to be going there, but if you're scraping around and you're like, I've got 520k and I just need somebody, I th- he's probably one of the better options at that price. Um, Chad Warner at 488k probably wouldn't go there, but averaging 114 in his last uh, three, looking very, very good. Um, but there's uh, there's one superstar of the game who was first picked a couple of years ago who was very, very cheap. Um, Patrick Dangerfield is $438,000. Yeah, took the next name out of my mouth, Patch. Uh, Had a 114 on the weekend after a 96 in his two return games from injury. He had 31 disposals, 18 of them kicks, five marks, two tackles. He actually had four shots on goal or four scoring shots, but no goals. So that score could have been even bigger. Run home, Carlton, Port Adelaide, Bulldogs, St. Kilda, Gold Coast, West Coast in that final game is damn tempting uh, as a player who we know can score really well. We've seen score really well in this sh- this season, albeit once and very long ago against Essendon. Uh, certainly a player people should consider, in my opinion, if you're strapped for cash. The un- uh, I just wanted to note as well, not a trade-in option, but Dane Zorko is about to be like sub- 300k, 390k with a break even of 169. Just just noting that as a fact. Wowee. Wowee. It may be helpful next year, as long as um, he keeps pushing that average down with, with, well, I don't want him to be injured, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you want him to be playing and being the sub and being awful, um, just, for, just for vibes, really. Um, now, I've heard it thrown around the traps a little bit. I've heard people suggesting it that... Clayton Oliver could be a trade out if he misses this week. Obviously, if he plays, you, you hold on to him. But people are, are suggesting that, you know, he's 722K. If you turn him into your Callum Millses or, you know, any of these you know 650K players, you're still picking up a lot of cash. Um, do, do either of you have any thoughts, feelings, opinions uh, on such a move, especially if, you, you know, you're playing for a league and you, you really want to bring in, you know, someone else or you've got enough trades to then upgrade your Paddy Cripps to, you know, a, a Jordan Dawson or a Josh Kelly or, or somebody of that ilk. Is that something you might look at doing? I have considered it. 
I will not execute on it, but it might be the right play if you're desperate to get into finals or if you're at the upper upper end of the rankings and you, you want to hail Mary because odds are, even if he plays this week, he plays sort, he scores like a, like a 90 or an 80, whatever it is. Break-even's 120 right now. His price starts to dip a little bit. It's not the end of the world stuff, but there is an opportunity here. I mean, you, it, with, with DPP, I've looked at trading him to Max Gorn and upgrading a Paddy Cripps to a, to a uh, what's his name from Sydney, the player we took, Callum Mills. Like I've looked at doing that because it's tempting, but ultimately for me, the play is probably to hold him. Damo, do you have the testicular fortitude to move a guy like Clayton Oliver? If I had the trades, I think I would seriously consider it. But at the moment, it's just not its just not viable for me, especially considering I've got all these potential injury clouds over people who could miss much longer. Um, and, I mean, this week I'm going to be forced to cover him by switching a Jack Sinclair into my midfield and putting a D'Ambrosio on my field, but... If I had the trades available, I probably would consider it or I'd potentially try and bring in someone that could cover him and then become a loop option later in the year. Um, but this, I guess you, I guess you call it a Bruin maneuver that, uh, yeah. that they, they were talking about. And um, it's something that people could definitely consider if they were playing for league, but it becomes quite tricky because people will want him back when he comes back. And at 700 plus K. He didn't miss any game time with this injury. Uh, like so his so his break even isn't out of this world that he can't reach it when 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 he returns. So he's just gonna get more and more expensive and getting him back in because you want him on the run home is going to be very difficult. Yeah. If you trade him, you're not getting him back. And if you trade him, I think you're gonna gonna struggle in the end. I'm just looking now. I could turn him and Cripps into Laird and Took Miller and have zero dollars left in the bank. So I'm taking that as a sign. That is a sign if ever I've seen one. Alright, let's jump into a different line, gentlemen. Let's just have a quick look at the rucks. No one's probably doing any moves in the rucks, but if you have a bank and he misses, your options are like a Todd Goldstein, a Max Gorn, uh a Riley O'Brien or potentially maybe a Rowan Marshall who we'll touch on in a bit, but has now gained forward eligibility. Marshall hasn't been stifled as much with Paddy Ryder in the, in the, in the team in these last few games. So he is definitely an option that you could use moving forward. And um, I mean, you probably only get maybe a 95 average on the run home, but Given the way the rucks have been, you would take a ninety-five average if it t- if it took you home. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Uh, I like my rucks like I like my country roads, taking me home. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think if you have a nank, you're uh, you're already adventurous. So that's that's certainly certainly an option. And of course, Max Gorn as an upgrade target. You could uh, you could make some cash off Nank and go down to an OMAC. Uh, big Oscar McInerney scored the 115 on the weekend. Looked all right there. Um, you know, up against Sammy Draper and Tommy Phillips. So there's I don't know, there's potential there if you're feeling feeling dicey. But yeah, there's not not a lot unless you've uh, you've got some cash to to turn him around and, and upgrade him a little bit. 
Yeah, it's not it's not the most sexy position to talk about this week, the old rucks. Wood, late dog. Peter Wright. You've got him in a <laughs> in a keeper league. Would you would you? What is am I am I just being blinded by the right? 115, 105, 87, 118 in his last four. I'm selectively ignoring the three before that, which were 40, 45, and 49. I just I, a lot um, has to go mm, right mm. for him to score well. Like, <laughs> it has to be perfect get conditions. It. Get it? It has to go <laughs> right. <laughs> he does have three games at Marvel, uh, which in, in his run home, he tends to score reasonably well at Marvel because there's no wind or sun or rain or there's no birds flying around to distract him. Would you bring him into the ruck line? Nah. Would you consider him as a forward? You'd. You could consider him. Cassie, uh, my partner, has him in her team, and she was like in the top 0.3% of the round. So, you know, there is upside to it, but it's a it's a it's a bold strategy, Cotton, and he's scoring from kicking goals more so than than anything else, or kicking goals and taking marks. It's not but like he's what in the roles ruck. he's kicking. That is true. He's uh, he's not getting any ruck minutes, so that's not ideal. Anyway, anyway, I just thought I'd throw that throw that little teaser out there, and I'm throwing it back in your goddamn face. All right, let's oh, my uh, secret shame, Damo. Let's sp- move in to the forward line and take a look at some options for the people playing at home. Uh, a guy that I like is Todd Goldstein, who is in my team now. Played really badly last week. But against Collingwood was was both good around the grounds in the ruck, but also presented well as a forward and kicked a couple of goals, scored 120 points. He'll cost you $518,900. Now, part of the reason, Damo, he's flagged in my, my LGO for guys I like on the run home is that historically, obviously, he's very good against everyone. So averages 100 against Richmond, 104, 105 against Hawthorne, 106 against Essendon, 92 against Sydney, 108 against Adelaide, and 108 against Gold Coast. Is he a legitimate option, or are they going to mess with us down at North? Well, they don't know how long Tristan Sherry is going to be out for, and I doubt Callum Coleman-Jones is going to take that number one mantle away from Goldstein anytime soon, especially after his performance on the weekend, which was not that great. So I think Goldstein's going to be a pretty good option on the run home. Uh, I think he's going to take his fair share of ruck contests. And to be honest, he's probably the top option if you don't have him and you need to get rid of someone like a Toby Nankervis. May I posit to you, Timmy Taranto, Scored 109 on the weekend is $441,100, averaging 93 for the year. Um, hasn't been great um, since he came back from injury. Well, since he came back from injury, he's had the 56 in his first game back, then 111 and 109, obviously nursing him into that first game back. Is, is he He's an option? He's an, I'm, I'm going to say he's an option. He's an option. Are they going to play him in the midfield and try and win games? He's playing for his next contract. Well, true, Damo, but he's guaranteed a contract at 
How many clubs are based in Melbourne? Every single one of them will throw. A I contract think. I out. think there will be clubs outside of Melbourne that will that will well, throw their hat into true. the ring as well. That's true. I'm, I'm just assuming he's from Melbourne, Melbourne because he's a GWS player, and GWS players always leave and come to Melbourne. Carlton, Carlton specifically. Carlton and Essendon specifically. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we'd, we'd take him. We'd both take him. Um, he's very good, and which is why I bring him up as a as an option. I think. I think surely they. They plan through at least fair chunks through the midfield, um, and you know at, at that price, he's pretty pretty much too good to pass up. If you're able to swing a Tim English into your ruck line to cover a nank, or if you've got you know someone you want to upgrade, or I I really like him and I think he's quite good. I just think he's neat. And yeah, thank yeah, thank you for coming to my TED talk. Patch, you and I are big fans of this guy. Dylan Moore was yes. run through the midfield at Haw- at, in the Hawthorne game on Sunday. He's still averaging 90-ish and is having some really, really good games on this run home and seems to be providing them a bit of a spark up forward and in the midfield now. And if you need a, if you need a point of difference on the run home, he is someone who you could have a really good look at. Averaging 102 in his last five, and God love him. He's just exceptional. Had a bit of a dip in form through the middle of the year, um, but just can can just run all day. Just keeps running and running and running. 112, 90, 135 in his last three. Has West Coast and North in his next two games as well. Um, so, holy dooly, I say. Holy dooly. I like it. If no one has another forward, I think we should move into defence and begin to wrap this up before taking a look at all of the players who got new DPP statuses. Defence, Patch. Hello. This is gonna. This pains me because I've traded him out and it mm-hmm. pains you because you just traded him out. But Jordan Ridley's actually a reasonable option. No. He's actually a reasonable option. No. Go away. He likes his upcoming opponents is all I'll say. I'm just going to take the headphones off for a minute. I'm going to let you discuss him for about 45 seconds, and then I'll be back. Damo, I, look, I, I'm not telling people to trade him in, but he seems to be kind of back to being good. What? What's your vibe? I, f- I feel like I manifested this good run <laughs> because I got sick of him. And I moved him on. I had this was this was probably about this probably started my my run of bad injuries that took my trades away from me. Like I I was frustrated by those eighty threes and those seventy twos and oh, those so and, and, and and those and I know and and technically I shouldn't be mad about a ninety one, but I was mad about a ninety one and. I had to move him on for for my own sanity, and now I've lost my trades because my team's all falling over, and he's good again because I don't know, fuck you, Demo, and <laughs> I'm just as mad as Patch. Can you? I can recommend knocking your head against the wall a couple of times because I did it, and oh boy, did my one brain cell shut up for a minute. So, um. Moving right along, Lake Dog. Moving right along. Um, Danny Rioli, because I'm going to cause you pain now. Um, 
Uh, he's had two very good scores in a row. We spoke about him last week, so I'm not going to go into him too much. 127, 129, looking really, really good off that half-back flank uh, for the Tigers. Uh, handy DPP, 484K. I, I think he's a good option. He's an interesting one, right? We we kind of... Th- it, him being good co- has correlated with Short being stuck in the midfield and not being very good, um, which is interesting. And, yes, I did trade uh, trade Daniel Rioli out of my team. Um, can I throw I... can I throw th- four names at you? And yeah, I want a lot uh, of names. And I, and I want you guys to say yes or no to to to, to these four names. Braden Maynard, four hundred and forty four eight four hundred k, averaging a hundred and seven over his last three, ninety six over his last five. I like Maynard, so I'll say yay. Uh, uh. I think you can do better at that price. So no, I'd rather Rioli. Tom Atkins, 477K, recently got midfield eligibility added to him. Averaging 105 over his last three and 99 over his last five. I will say no, just because I'm not totally sure how permanent this midfield move is, but I have been enjoying him, uh, watching him play in that position. He looks very dashing with that moustache and looked was the best player in the collared jumpers on the weekend. So on vibes alone, it's a yes from me. Jordan Clark, averaging 103 over his last three and 90.8 over his last five. How much is young Jordan Clark? 481k. Also worth noting, he has only had three scores under 80 points for the year. (sighs) Yeah, that's Mm. done it for me, yes. Yeah, I like him. I like him. And the last name, which is the most expensive of them all, Nick Hind at 492k. Averaging 102 over his last five and three, which means he's been consistent. He's been good since basically the bye, or just before, the week before the bye. Um, he's been really solid. Wonder if that's got to be the Redmond factor. They've got to be working together. I, I don't have any proof for that, but that's got to be it. I mean, it's also the fact that, you know, the last two weeks especially, Essendon has played football that looks half decent. Like we've we've been attacking, we've been running, we've been looking for obviously Redmond missed on the weekend, but we've been looking for Hind for Redmond for D'Ambrosio. They've been using these good footballers off halfback, um, and it's resulted in in some good scoring. Like you'll get bad scores with Nick Hind. You got one seventeen, eighty eight, one fifteen, sixty two, one eighteen, one twenty eight in those last five, which comes out to the one hundred two average. But you know there'll be weeks where he gets targeted. There'll be weeks where he's not used. There's you know, if you're going for league, he he could well burn you in a final. Um, and oh, yeah, he's he's good. He's been good. He will continue to do that. Um, he's either going to score eighty or one hundred and ten, and there's very little in between. I would rather Mason Redmond if you've got the cash. 
All right, gentlemen, I think we need to wrap this one up. The last thing we'll do is we'll just read through the new DPPs just for completionist's sake. Matty Cottrell from a mid to a mid forward. Archie Perkins forward to a mid forward. Tom Atkins, the man we just spoke about, defense to defense mid. So a bit of flexibility there if you like Damo's suggestion. Harry Himmelberg, forward defense. Liam Shields, mid forward. Will Day, defense mid. Jeremy Finlayson, forward ruck. Lol. Rowan Marshall, ruck forward. Bailey Williams, defense mid. And Brady Hoff. That's the Who? correct way to pronounce his name. Defense mid, which I would have loved to know before bloody moving him on. Uh, anyway, that's okay. It's fine. It's fine. This is all fine. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you for joining me on this wonderful podcast brought to you by Manscaped. Use code JOCK, J-O-C-K, for 20% off and free shipping. That's code JOCK, J-O-C-K. Damo, what do we have to look forward from you? Uh, guest is still pending, but the Jock mailbag will be out on Wednesday night. Party bloody time. Get your questions in for that. Patch, what's coming on for you? A lot of crying in the corner, adding a bit of chocolate, maybe some rosé. Fair. I appreciate um, it. I like yeah. all of those things. I, yes, I will be, you know, bemoaning my stupidity and, and asking everyone I know if they've got a spare trade I can use. Um, and they will tell me to go away even louder than they usually do. And nothing going on for me. Just happiness. Just happiness at Carlton winning a game again, which is good. Go Blues. Catch a community.